I probably use the hair dryer in our house more than my wife does. Really? I use it for my beard. Oh. <laughs> I want to get it really dry for the winter. My, one of my good friends asked. Well, wait, that is wild, and we need to dig into that. Why yeah. do you dry your beard for the winter? Because uh, otherwise it gets like really cold. And then icy. Um, yeah, yeah ice when out. I lived in Chicago, oh, yeah, it, yeah. it would freeze. My that's dad, cool. My, my mustache did, would freeze. There's icicles in his face. Yeah. Really awesome. So as you breathe out through your nose, it yeah, condenses in your mustache and freezes. And then later, I'd be sitting at work, and like it would be dripping because it would be falling out. It's a very cool look. It's gross. I think we should talk about like the big and, ticket item which is it's October 30th as we're recording this and nobody's wearing a costume and like is I, that why you dressed up as Harry Potter <laughs> <laughs> Harry <laughs> uh, hey no do you know what time it is what time is it Steven it's time to talk about death and taxes Guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Death and Taxes, the show on the internet where we talk about the two things that Ben Franklin said were inevitable in life, death and taxes. What are some other things that are inevitable in life? Like waking up and not getting enough sleep, maybe? Mm. That's one mm. of them. Inevitability. Um, let's see. Eventually, you're going to have to eat a something. E eating, breathing, <laughs> aging. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think aging is part of the death Part thing. of the death process. Yeah. It's like yeah. the slow yeah. decay of your body. What about like getting embarrassed? Like, or, I mean, maybe some that's people just don't have shame. For me. Yeah, I'm, some I'm people just don't people. feel that. Yeah, really? yeah I want, I want that part of my brain to not work. So that's the part that feels embarrassment. You should do improv. I like that. That was like my shame killer. That like it was just like, oh cool. Like you do not have the bandwidth to be embarrassed by this. Well, like, you know, like the whole thing. There's always so much embarrassment you have at one moment. But I think if you just overflow the container and break it, you can no yeah. longer have it. Like, yeah, it's like if if you have a light bulb and it's supposed to get a certain amount of power to it, and you just like really amp it up and just yeah. like make it super bright for a while, it's gonna burn out quicker. Yeah, that's true. And that's what happened to me is I just I was so embarrassed for so long that eventually I was like you know what I'm good screw it yeah. Brain just out. Right. yeah I don't good. care I like that cool guys on this show we answer questions about estate planning particularly but um also these two guys are lawyers uh and I'm not I'm just a layman I'm kind of dumb uh and I ask them questions about things and then they kind of like boil it down uh so it's kind of like an explain like I'm five deal um <laughs> also when you self-deprecate part of me thinks you want me to tell you you're not dumb no no you're not dumb <laughs> hey 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 look at how good of a costume you put together could a dumb guy do that? <laughs> no. But then another part where it's like, huh, whatever. He'll, he'll say what he's going to say. <laughs> I love it. Um, cool. You guys want to introduce yourselves, talk about some of your qualifications? I am uh, Steven Scriber. I am a lawyer. I am on coffee number three. I could not be more amped up today. <laughs> but I a state, I do estate planning law um, in Atlanta. Um, we have a we do help people get their shit together, protect their legacies, make sure that they don't have to go into probate court. Um, and also, but if you do have a weird situation under someone's died, I will look at it. I may take it, but I'll look at it. <laughs> and I'm James Champlin. I'm also a lawyer, and I do uh, pretty much all the stuff that Stephen just said. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. He seems only on coffee number one or two, though. Uh, I'm on, like, coffee number, like, I'm, yeah, this is still coffee one, technically. I think this, this holds to less than halfway done. Gotcha. I have not been this crisp and awake in a while. So That's you're getting me in a really loud mode. That's <laughs> awesome. How, what do you think led to that? Did you just I like slept run? really well last night. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. You know what? I did too. I didn't. I couldn't go to sleep last night. 
My power was out yesterday, or like, I don't know, and it just threw off my... Sorry, this is unrelated. Our power's out for about five and a half hours. I came home so, yesterday, my power gone, went out for like a moment. Cause it, it made went all my out again moment. last night. Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah. Apparently, a power line near me was on fire. Oh, cool. That's not good. I mean, bad. And then the, <laughs> it'd, be cool to, it'd be cool to see. <laughs> the, like a uh, the fire at my neighbor's called the, the police, and he said, oh, yeah, we're monitoring it. <laughs> yeah. Now I know that some some of those power cables are designed to be fireproof. Yeah. And like, because there's some like there's videos of it online where they clean the power cables by just like torching it, and it just like burns all the vegetation wow, off. Really? Like, that's the, sick. Yeah. I don't think that's what we have, but <laughs> yeah, it's like you got it the exists. Cheaper version so, of that. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Let's go ahead dive on into some questions because I know this episode is chock full of good stuff. <clears throat> you know that because you wrote it. That is true. <laughs> wow, I'm great. No, I'm great. Uh, <laughs> Nail it. <laughs> question one. If this comes from avo.com, yes. best place on the internet. Uh, if but my the free legal advice. Exactly. Yeah, avo.com is like a Yahoo Answers of like terrible legal questions. Here we go. If my parents will everything to one child, but they have several children, can the remaining children contest the will? Parents have um, six children, all the same parents, uh, but plan to will everything only to one of the siblings. Can other siblings contest it, and would they have grounds to contest it? So the grounds for a will contest in Georgia are pretty narrow. Yeah. So you're talking about regular things like fraud, duress, undue influence, if they lacked capacity, like if both parents had dementia when they wrote their wills or something that clearly... Or monomania. Yes. What's they monomania? Were... Monomania is a fixation on one thing. Sick. That is so overwhelming that it destroys your ability to make decisions outside of that obsession. So like if I thought that one of my kids was the devil... And I was obsessed about that. Yeah. And because of that obsession, I cut that kid out of my will. Yeah. Then that would potentially be a grounds to challenge the will. Yeah. Huh. So, but yeah. So that's cool. So like I could be perfectly sane in every other aspect of my life. But you believe that your child is sane. But this one obsession changes what I would do. That could be a grounds to challenge. What if it's like taxidermy or like a hobby like i really love sailboats like model sailboats it was so (laughs) profound it took away their ability to make decisions on everything else like if if i was so obsessed with sailing that like i thought that i had to give my entire estate to the local yacht club Mm -hmm. then maybe yeah. yeah. Wow. But Again, let's start this off by saying this show is for entertainment yes, purposes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. The information provided is for entertainment yes. and entertainment only. It is not legal advice. If you want legal advice, you got to call, call us. Call a lawyer. Yeah. Any lawyer, really, but particularly yeah, particular. Email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Info at scriberlaw.com. But, but, but literally, you're better off calling any attorney than winging this. Remember, <laughs> free advice costs nothing, and it's worth for. the price. Yes. <laughs> okay, um, so so duress, if the person is not of sound mind. Yeah, like the, like the one sibling, for example, like brought their parents to the lawyer, pressured everyone to sign it. Or in cases I've had where one person, where one sibling literally wrote the will themselves, like an illegal Zoom or something like that, gave it to their parents and, and said, had hey, them sign, sign this. it. Yeah. Okay, and, and, that's and, bad. You can't do that. Right. No, particularly if that child was also the caretaker of the parents. Right. Because that would create such a confident, a close relationship where there's a presumption of duress. That's okay. a big thing that you'd look for would be is, is if that one person getting an unfair share is the caretaker. And then also created the conditions of the will. Gotcha. Now, there are situations where the parents may boost that because they're the caretaker, yeah. and it might really be what the parents want to do. But the caretaker but, needs to get out of the will process. Right, but you need to look at it to make sure that it was done the right way. So, 
so what we always say for you know for caretakers if if the person that you're caretaking for wants to give you more in the will you got to get out of it don't even let, don't even call the don't lawyer. even call the lawyer yeah. they need to be the ones who get that done and you need to absent yourself from that uh but but yeah i mean Anybody can challenge a will. Yeah, anyone's free. Any, pretty any of the children, they can challenge yeah. the will. The only reason, the only, the only, and there's, but generally, there's a presumption that a will's valid if it was executed correctly, barring any of those legal grounds you oh. have that it wasn't knowingly. They didn't sign it knowing what was in it and without the capacity to understand it and stuff like that. Um, the exception to that rule, though, is if the children or if any of those kids are under the age of eighteen. That regardless of what the will says, they can ask the court in Georgia. They can say they can ask for a year's support, and other states. I think Georgia is going to say with the year's support, but they can ask for like a year's support from the estate. Um, but other states usually have a default separate share for kids under eighteen. So that regardless of what the will says, some percentage of the estate would go to a young a child. Gotcha. You can't just almost no state. There might be a state, but for the most part, there's a public policy and not disinheriting young children. Okay. So if I have a minor or whatever and I die while that person is still a minor, then yeah. like they're going to get it cut. Yeah. But if they're like, if the parent, if the kids are all like in their 40s, their parents are like in their 70s, and they just, for whatever reason, decide they just want to leave everything to one child and they're a sound mind, they did it themselves. Mm -hmm. All the children don't live with them. They're, it's, it, in all likely it will be held up. And I think they would, yeah. they would want to tell their, and I'm sure their parents spoke to their lawyer about it if they had a lawyer prepare the will to prepare them for an objection like that. Hmm. Cool. Okay. So so they anybody can object. Uh, but so actually, let me backtrack that a little bit. You should have the okay. evidence before. Um, otherwise, it will be a waste of time. You should have so, some evidence. Well, and, and only only interested people can gotcha. object. Interested and that would be people that would be beneficiaries, people that are heirs well, or creditors. Yes, Sorry, I believe. Well, interesting people have a right to be served um, with the copy of the will, particularly heirs. So all the children in this case would have a copy that would have the right to be served. Yeah, I don't want to go too deep into this thing, but you yeah. could. It's, well, I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> yeah. somebody you can't just go down to the probate court and say, "What's the I last will that was probated?" And then just say, okay, <laughs> "I knew him." I'm gonna I'm gonna fight that one. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't have some you, relationship to the case. Yes, yeah, you right. can't just come in and just object to a will that you have nothing to do with you have to be related you, in certain ways i guess in particular though if you have reason to believe that someone is probating a false will and you are not related to it like if you're like their 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 best friend and you happen to of the decedent you happen to know that that person's child is probating a false will um then i think you would want to notify the court of that as soon as possible i mean in very <laughs> limited circumstances but you would want to I don't know if it, what what grounds it would have, but you'd want to prompt. You might have a, you might have a nothing but else. I don't know if you could know. file a caveat. I don't think you could file, file a caveat. caveat. You probably would file an affidavit. Yeah, just kind of like a, a notify the court, but it's not a formal objection. You're just like, hey, court. This, we just think so this you know, gotcha. this might be an issue. It might, but, it might put the errors on, and also you might want to notify that for right. more clearly notify all the errors that we think this will is a fraud. Right. But for for the sake of this premise, if my siblings get all my parents' stuff after they pass and and it's written into their will, I can contest it. Doesn't mean You're I'll win. Free to contest it. I'm free to contest you, it. Yeah. And if they, if I can prove that they had some you, you some bad stuff yeah. going on, if then, you have a good, good faith basis. It's, it might be worth your time to adjust. Otherwise, you're just going to spend a lot of time, energy, and potentially money over right. something if, that... If it's frivolous, then you run the risk of getting... Attorneys, attorney's pay fees. Their attorney's fees. You have to pay their fees. That sucks. So, but, yeah, oh, that. not only do you have to pay your fees, potentially. you have to pay their fees. Potentially. Ugh. Potentially. Um, gotcha. and, but I'll also say, though, um, people... 
people are generally free to leave their estates however they like. Mm-hmm. So wh- whether or not you like their distribution, it's not your stuff. So yeah, don't be entitled to your parents' stuff because that's weird. That's a like, rant I always have. It's like yeah. it's not your stuff. It's just a weird public policy thing. We right. decided that children get their parents' stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next question. This one's a little bit long. It's a beefy question. Everybody, strap on in. Here we go. <clears throat> Are we being ch- Nice. That's good. If you didn't see it, uh, James strapped himself in. Literally. I made a seatbelt click button. That's good. It's like noise. <laughs> Are we being cheated out of the house value in our mom's estate? My mom died without a will three years ago. Her new husband has been living with her in her house, and she never put his name on the deed. He's finally getting around to administering the estate after all this time. Since there was no will, my brother and I inherit half of the estate, which is basically just the house. So each of us will get 25% of the value of the house. My mom's husband and his lawyer are telling us that the house is worth some crazy low value based on the Philadelphia BRT. Let's assume that that's a Atlanta BRT. I don't know what BRT stands for. I think for. it's like broker something. So it's yeah, like some, it's like a real estate thing that yeah, evaluates like houses. A, a, yeah, a way to assess value. Yeah, exactly. But I dare anyone. Or, or, or it might be a tax value system. I'm not sure. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But I dare anyone to find a house in that neighborhood for that price. Houses in that neighborhood are selling for like 50% more on average. He could just turn around and sell the house for 70000 or $100,000 more than he's declaring on the inheritance tax return. Do we have to accept the BRT value or can we demand an appraisal? That okay. So I'm going to premise him saying this is outside of Georgia. So I'm going to bring it back to a situation yeah. where I'm familiar with. Let's Everything say we Atlanta. talk about is in Georgia. <laughs> exactly. So I don't practice Pennsylvania law. But as a general rule, though, if the value of assets is being misrepresented, you can demand an accounting of the estate or also have your own appraisal, demand your own appraisal. Um, so you might want to con- – most real estate agents or agencies will offer at least a very fr- – at least in Georgia, I'm sure most places, real estate agents will offer you a very free valuation of your property. It takes them like 10 seconds to pull it up based on comparable sales. Um, they have like a proprietary little Zillow thing, yeah. right? Like a little yeah. And then, and then realistically, you may want to hire an actual appraiser because they, they'll go into your house and actually see what the adjusted value is. Like maybe the house is worth – this high amount but they subtract right. so like maybe the roof needs to be replaced or the wiring is 80 years old and needs yeah. to be redone or maybe you've got really nice cabinets so it's worth more oh exactly so go either way so and that's probably just like a couple hundred bucks that would yeah. probably be worth doing but mm-hmm. but yes i think in their interest in this particular case if you think that if it if not that it's specific to this situation if it benefits one side to have a low value for a state property they will probably find the lowest valuation they can get Gotcha. Right, because at this point, you know, you, you have to figure that the husband is probably going to make a pitch and say, well, look, why don't you guys for your half take the money, and then I'll take the house, and then we'll call it even Stevens. Right, and he gets That's, to get a house. And then he gets a house that he's undervalued. A discount, yeah. So, and then I think in this situation, too, if you're looking to do an appraisal, I would want to make sure I'm doing that through the court with a court order yeah, uh, yeah. to make sure that the person doing the evaluation is actually granted this is, this is where I would ask you, yeah, call your pro- local probate attorney because yeah. you're probably going to figure out what filing you need to make with the court to ask mm-hmm. for either an appraising, an accounting, uh, something that yeah. – if you don't – but you, you're not – having said also in most places, particularly in Georgia, you don't have to agree to an estate settlement where the thing's undervalued. Um, you may need your own counsel to negotiate the value, but – or he could also be breaching his fiduciary duty to you by presenting you a value so much that 
intentionally distorts the estate. It really right. depends on your particular state but, law. But if they, yeah, but it, but if the if the number that they're using is one that they found online and it is a current estimate under whatever system, sure, it's probably it's, yeah. it's it might be offered in bad faith though. Yeah. Which like it, honestly, it, strategic. I don't think it constitutes a full breach of fiduciary duty because he hasn't transferred it yet. But let's say, right. he, let's say if he if he had just sold the whole house for way less money for mm-hmm. that for that fake value, mm-hmm. then that would probably be a problem. Mm-hmm. Let Let me ask you this: If I'm the mom, um, and let's say I'm alive still, uh, and I like anticipated like these guys having beef, is there something I could do while I'm yes. alive to plan for this? What would write I do? a will? You could write a will, gotcha. or you could put the house in a revoke in a trust where. You could set up a structure where it's like, hey, my husband can live in the house for the rest of his life, and then upon my death, it goes to my children. Mm-hmm. And then my husband has the, and if my husband ever wants to give up the house or move out of it, it then goes to my kids as well. Gotcha. Like, you want to set up a system. Mm-hmm. Where, right now, the house is set where, since the husband has half the house, when he dies, his heirs or whatever Wow, get the, the kids half. don't even get yeah. it. Wow, that's wild to think about. That so, is crazy. So hold so, on a minute. If you get remarried and you don't have a will, the second spouse would get the house. The second spouse gets all your the stuff. Half the house, at least the half. Right, the yeah, house. right, half. Yeah. And then, but like your kids will never inherit that other half of the house. Yes. that's crazy. that's why I have a trust because right. I refuse. If I die, I refuse to. Ha- that's true. If Lance, I have kids in particular, I refuse to have. Lance's second, probably younger husband, get my stuff. I won't. <laughs> yeah. So that, and this is something that we see often in our probate cases is where there is a second marriage and basically property is going to the yeah. step parent um, instead of the kids. The step parent, stepchild dispute probably props mm-hmm. up like a good well over half of probate litigation cases. Wow. Yeah. So it's something where if, if there is a second marriage and you have kids from that first marriage, Think about what you want to happen right. and, and get something in place. Call your right. estate planning attorney and also maybe get a prenup because you could waive those rights also in a prenup to the estate. Yeah. And also, if you're old and single, find somebody with some money who might die. <laughs> no, I'm that's, kidding. That's bad advice. Honestly, <laughs> if my advice would be if you're young and broke, find someone right, who's right. old. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. That's, that's what and I mean. who has bad estate planning. That's yeah. exactly right. Like, if I were, I don't know, I'm fading on it. Like if, if I were like 36 and single, I'm 36 now. If I were single, the the gap for old becomes really high. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to date someone's like 90 or something, and like hope for the best that they die pretty soon. Honestly, it'd be cool. They'd always have like butterscotch candies and stuff. They would also have, yeah, lots of hard candies. <laughs> Everything would be very comfortable. Everybody would All like the at the would have diner. Plastic on it. You could just spill things as everywhere, and just wipe yeah. it right off. Be very calm. Yeah. Good lord. Okay. I can um, have my cats. It'll be great. <laughs> Sweet. We need to look out. <laughs> All right. I'm really excited to talk about this next bit because I just finished up watching this show. It's fantastic. Here we go. <clears throat> Albuquerque, New Mexico, 2008. A meek 50-year-old high school chemistry teacher. Like for a postcard. <laughs> a meek 50-year-old high school chemistry teacher named Walter White is diagnosed with terminal stage 3 lung cancer and is told that he has less than a year to live. Upon hearing the news, Walt takes inventory of his life and realizes he views himself as a complete and total failure. After earning a Nobel Prize in chemistry while, ga- while studying in college, Walt founded Gray Matter Technologies after grad school with his colleagues and close friends Elliot and Gretchen Schwartz, who were some college buddies. Uh, after falling out, Walt left Gray Matter and 
sold his shares for $5,000. Gretchen and Elliot go on to make a fortune with Grey Matter with a present-day evaluation of the company at $2.16 billion. So he, That was he, a poor move. Right. Bad, <laughs> yeah, bad decision. Bad Walsh. choice. So feeling a combination of rage and jealousy and shocked awake after the news of his cancer, Walter White looks for a way to cash in on, the master, on his mastery of chemistry and leave a legacy for his wife and two kids. After scoping out a lucrative amateur meth operation on a ride-along with his DEA... Wow. I just, like, word vomited. With his DEA agent brother-in-law, Walter teams up with a deadbeat former student named Jesse Pinkman. Together, they start their own methamphetamine operation, where they're able to produce a meth that's 99.1% pure. This is leagues ahead of any other competing product in the market. After a few seasons of blunders and struggle, Walt becomes a cunning and ruthless criminal and transforms into the world's leading methamphetamine kingpin. He eventually amasses a fortune worth over $80 million, and he intends to discreetly leave it to his family, all as a result of him breaking bad. I like oh my God. I so, many <laughs> so so this is really fun. Also, it's, as a former teacher, it baffles me that anyone would spend any other time with an ex student. Is, is, <laughs> is this? I forget. <laughs> is this explicitly pointed out in the show that gray matter is a pun on their last names? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. I, like Schwartz and White. Yeah. Schwartz and White. It's pointed out multiple times. It's, they say the only thing Walter provided to the company is the name, and then he left. That's what they say. What? Yeah. Crazy. They so. should give him some money. They, have, they, they offer to in the beginning, and he's like, "No." Yeah, he's like so proud. Like, th- th- yeah. you gotta watch the show because it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a big like hubris yeah. thing in the show. Because like they offer to set him up and make sure he's taken care of, and he's just like, "Boom, no yeah. thanks." I want to build it on my own. You guys wronged me, and I'm yeah. going to build my own empire. And it becomes yeah. it's it's a great show. It's a really good show, and, and, it, and it makes you kind of cringe a little bit too, because like oh, it's just like it's, so it, it can be hard to watch. Yeah. It's really great. But it's great. It's fantastic. Oh, God. This is such a commitment. Here we go. <laughs> like... A pivotal part of Breaking Bad revolves around how Walter will bequeath his $80 million fortune to his family. If you were to advise a client on how to pass on $80 million of illegal drug money without being caught, what would you advise? The no. No. No, 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 We are not. We <laughs> cannot tell people on a podcast how to launder money. So, <laughs> that would get us disbarred. Yeah, okay. And Stephen, we're not going to do it. <laughs> so many reasons why we couldn't do it. But the one thing I would not open my conversation with my estate. Okay, if you're going to keep, okay, I know I'm like, you should be completely candid with your lawyer about everything. Yeah. This might be one of those things that you might want to keep on the shelf. Okay. Yeah. How you got that 80. Yeah. It's yeah. better to tell me it's, it's just family money. Okay. Because yeah. I, I cannot be allowed to participate in your crime or fraud. Gotcha. Yeah. So hold on. So so attorney-client privilege lasts until someone says, hey, I committed this. There really are a few. Crime. There are some exceptions. That's so attorney-client privilege. Gotcha. Yeah. So fraud. Another one would be uh, if somebody is in immediate danger of of serious harm or death. Take a so, law school ethics class. It is hilarious. Yeah. Be like, if someone calls you and says, I'm about to kill somebody, you have to do something. You right. can break a privilege. But if someone says, I killed someone 10 minutes ago, you could shrug and be like, all right, let's deal with no it. No one's in danger. Wow. No one's in danger right. anymore. So we're still we're still good with privilege. Wow, that's right. crazy. <laughs> so you know, it's like I I've had this happen, right? Where a client tells me that they are going to go beat up so and so. Now you have to call and the police. I had to call the cops. I've had to do that three times. Wow. But someone says already yeah. beat them up, and it's like, eh, it's. Yeah, I either have to call the cops, or <laughs> you can also notify the person. So, like, once they threatened another attorney, 
So I, I knew that attorney, so I just called them and let them know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So don't tell your attorney that you're in the midst of. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't tell me. I'm the state attorney. I don't need to know this. My day. No. Is, my day. I'm I don't need to know. Like a serene enough practice. I don't need you to rain on my serenity. We don't need to know where the money came from. We need yeah. to know where it is and how it's being held. Yes. Gotcha. The end. That's gotcha. about it. Okay, so if someone had $80 million. But, but to clarify. Dirty money, what I would recommend yeah. is. There's lots of ways you would do it, but one thing you're going to want to be concerned about with $80 million is still the estate tax. Okay. <laughs> so what you'll probably end up doing regardless is setting it up in trust and probably buying a life insurance policy to cover your tax liabilities. And honestly, depending on what you're doing, you may want to... In this case, Walter has can't terminal cancer, so his time is limited. But if he were not facing a terminal condition, he might want to start making set up trust for his children and so start making strategic annual gifts to start conveying his wealth and also putting his property into a, um, such as like a qualified personal residence trust where you slowly transition ownership of it from yourself to your intended heirs and that would be a, a significant tax event. Yeah. But, um, but you, there's things you can, I'm going to assume he's legitimate because so, he did not tell me he's a crime boss. And as soon as he does, yep. he's out. I'm, I have to call the, I have to be like, yeah. you're, you're no longer Sorry, a client. No. And I now have yeah. to call somebody. Like, like it's to a point to, where I, I think. I'm so young. I'm so rookie at that problem. I wouldn't even know who to call first. <laughs> I want to go to the FBI, the, the DEA, DEA, yeah, my police. The IRS. Yeah, IRS. That's true. Well, I mean, it's yeah. to the point where we, I mean, in our emails as attorneys that do this kind of work, we, yeah. we have something in our email signature about how whatever we're telling you is you know don't use this to try to avoid or evade taxes yes. unlawfully because mm -hmm. you just got to be careful because if that's you do, i will that, testify against you because that whole thing with saul goodman doing his thing <laughs> that's that's real there's people out there like that so they they make sure you know that that's a really good way to get disbarred but let's yeah say, so let's say meth is made legal retroactively and he had the $80 okay, million. Okay, whoa, that's a wild premise. Yeah, so wow. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still taking a big premise. This is not okay. legal advice. Yeah. This is still, let's say, so, so say $80 million by growing corn. Sure, okay. Or something, but let's say, let's his, say for some reason. His corn operation, his corn is really great. His corn is very, very pure. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Guys, this this is 99.1% corn. <laughs> or coffee. It's like 99% caffeinated. It's like something yeah. bonkers. Oof. Okay, so so let's say let's say it's coffee. Yeah, let's say it's coffee because there's more of a process there. Yeah, because then you can start saying, all right, well, if this is a legitimate business, what you're going to want to do is say, okay, well, how much how much did you have to sink into your business? You start talking about what are the expenses in gaining that money, so you can start knocking some of that yeah. off. You as would, yeah, losses. and also I would be suspicious if anyone had eighty million dollars being in business and not have a corporate structure. Yeah, and it's like you're a sole proprietor. With I would say you're very, like, you're a lucky, you're lucky that you did this, and you're lucky that you came to an attorney because we're gonna make it so you don't, you don't lose all this. So right. I can't launder your money. Um, yeah, but it's not a laundering. This is not a laundering situation. This, yeah. this is more, it's more like a Google this. And um, hope you get in touch with the right person, and you don't like fall into some sort of crime. I wish you the best as a person, because yeah, as, as like bleeding heart liberal, I'm like you should probably legalize it. But <laughs> as a lawyer, I'm like I can't help you until right. until the government passes a law saying meth is legal, and we retroactively for will wait forgive all of the stuff. If the day after that happens, give me a call and I can re help you get your now clean money um, right. put in order. Gotcha. Um, 
Okay, so there's basically no legal way to take answer 80, that question. Eighty. There's no legal way no to answer that question. Give, yeah. There's not even legal advice I could give you that was legal. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> if you were to do that, it would be, would not, be not with the help of a lawyer. It, it would, it would you would be, need to figure it, it out on your own. Yes, exactly. It would, yeah, exactly. It would be like gotcha. I, that advice. I think me participation would make me a criminal too, and I don't want to be a criminal. So yeah. we've I don't got want, jail looks unpleasant. <laughs> it was like at a minimum. I've seen scared straight. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I did, they called it a course, and it, it was like an inside-out course where like half the classmates were like inmates and half were like college students. And I kept thinking, like, this looks particularly it's unpleasant. Stanford prison experiment, and that went terribly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, here we go. Let Next. me continue with my line Next. of questioning. Yeah. Yeah, um, in season two, Walt and Jesse meet a slimy lawyer named Saul Goodman who gives them an education in laundering money, which we can't obviously Saul advise. Saul is not on the ethical up and up, yeah, apparently. No, he's slimy. That's no, the no, point. He's a, he's a, he's a a criminal attorney. Yeah. Does he have an office like a strip mall? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's got a big Statue of Liberty on the front. I love Saul Goodman. He's like, a great character. Standing yeah. advice is I'm, I would encourage you to be reluctant about visiting a lawyer in a strip mall. We actually had a conversation about if it's that. Like next it was to really a Chinese funny. restaurant and nail salon, you have to be like. <laughs> Well, maybe actually, what? Well, I should, I should upgrade a little bit so I can. Well, office that's park. actually a fun point because in in Better Call Saul, his first office is literally in a the storage back. room in the back of a nail salon. It's great. It's yeah. really solid. Solid. It's really fun. Yeah, that's a great. That's exactly when you're going to get your legal advice. <laughs> it's not sketchy yeah. at all. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So right. cool. They eventually buy a car wash, and Walt's accountant wife Skyler helps him cook the books so that they can eventually justify all this money to the. IRS. Um, oh, that got me thinking. Too. Look at him. What? A lot of people are breaking the law. Exactly. Yeah. This, is the whole, this is the show. You got to watch this. It's really good. Um, in the real world, how realistic is this? Do criminals often buy small businesses to justify their illicit earnings to the government? Like, is it, I, is it a wild statistics on that? Yeah. Okay. I wish I did. Again, if I were to sit here and say, like, yes, that is very common. Yeah. That is me telling people how to launder money, and I can't do oh, that. I, gotcha. know, cause I wish I had, like, an FBI crime report or something or somewhere I could point to see what, what people have done. Here's, what I'll, have here's what I'll say. Yeah. Breaking I'm sure Bad. Has. I, I'm sure it's occurred before. Breaking Bad was a well-researched, well-put-together show, and that's all I'm going to say. Perfect. Yeah. Let's just avoid I mean, that so but, we don't but, have but, to but deal with the bar. Has, most things have happened before, so at some point in time, someone probably has used a small business to launder money. Let me ask you but this. I have nothing else to add beside that. Let right. me ask you this. Yeah. When will the IRS inter intervene and audit someone? When you so don't pay like, your taxes. They want their money. That's how so they got Capone. But, but, right, but like, so so <laughs> when know. you don't pay your taxes. So so I guess um, in the show, right, one of the things is like, they, like they, he buys his son a sports car. He buys his son a Mustang, right? The yeah. car probably costs like $100,000. I don't know exactly. It's so the nice a one. A Mustang does not cost It's a nice one with all the fixings and it all. It's a cool one. Much, yeah, it's like, the, I don't know, maybe, maybe 80 you grand, replaced 60 everything grand? with like carbon fiber. And, <laughs> I don't know. And souped it up. How no. much do you think it costs? Also, was it a Mustang or was it? I don't remember. I it was like a Charger. Yeah, I have no idea. It's a nice I sports car. I would guess somewhere in the 50s or 60s. I would okay. guess more in the 60s, 70s. Continue. Does yeah. the IRS send out a dude, like a Google Maps, you know those little Google cars? So they send out a dude in a car like that and they say, so, oh, that guy's got, that guy makes that guy makes 40 grand a year as a teacher and he just bought a car for his son worth 80 grand and that doesn't no, add up. So, so now I'm going to send him a bill and go get the cops. in a lot of industries is that when you make large cash deposits, that you're, so the car dealer report puts the cash in a bank account, mm -hmm. they often, a lot of times the bank will make you report where you got it from. Gotcha. So okay. that and it's usually large cash deposits are usually triggers of elite of 
checking in on things. Yeah. So and, I've and had also, clients pay yeah. us in cash for legitimate estate planning things. They're boring, plain Jane people, but they do every. They're the kind of person that pays for everything in cash. Um, even then, I, I have to think the report like, where's the thing? Here's a copy of the invoice and send mm-hmm. and give it to them. And they're like, fine, whatever. Yeah. But if you're doing that a lot, or if you do that for like 60000 or $100,000, that is very unusual then to pay for a car that in. way. Yeah. And, and, and it is, that is a triggering event for them to look into something. But just so people know, it is illegal to try to structure deposits to avoid that. Check. That's how Dennis wow. Hastert actually went to jail. Right. Um, he struck. He, so there's certain triggering things like ten thousand, I think, or I think ten thousand. I think ten is the I is the cutoff. It. But it's been a while since I've had yeah. to look that up. It's somewhere at some point. I think it goes around ten. But if so, if you had to give someone like a hundred thousand dollars, let's say they're you're trying to cover up a crime you did, like Dennis Hastert was. Right. Instead of giving them one hundred thousand and reporting what it was for, he he would stru- He might someone might structure it as like. 10 gifts of $10,000 or 10 gifts of like, or not, or nine gifts of nine, 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 nine. And right. then of that final gift of like $10 or whatever. Right. That's is, illegal. Right. To try to, that is illegal because gotcha. you're trying to cover it up. I mean, that makes sense. theoretically, I mean, it's legal. It would be legal if you had reported the whole thing at the beginning. Like I'm going right. to give 10 deposits of this. So I'm going to report the entire $100,000 gift, but you can't yeah. just like dance around. But, but you the... see stuff like that on websites like Avo or I've seen it on Reddit before. Luckily the, the mods on the legal advice subreddit, they, they watch for that and mm-hmm. they take those out. But people are like, I'm, I have to do a big deposit. Is this going to be a headache? And people are like, well, yeah, it'll be a headache. But if you just like drop it off in small chunks, you'll be fine. Yikes. And it's like, no, you, no, you, you do not. Your, you cannot do that. As a general rule, since you're talking to your bank, don't, don't violate the law. Just talk to your banker. Don't lie to your bank. And yeah. get their process for it. Yeah. They will probably make you fill out some paperwork or whatever and report where you got right. it from. Assuming you're not committing a crime, which hopefully maybe you just sold your house and you, you decided to take your closing check yeah. and cash it. Mm-hmm. For some reason, and you're taking that cash and depositing into a bank or something like that, just do it and go through the paperwork and get the mm-hmm. documentation of the transfer and suck it up. So, if we're talking about Walter White here specifically, yeah. right? You know, towards the end of the show, mm-hmm. law enforcement is kind of watching him, mm-hmm. and th- that is the kind of thing that would trigger yes. a bigger look. They will look at your so money. So, they're going to look at at where your money is. They're going to look at what you have. They're going to look at what you should have, and then that is something they could use to try to build up into probable cause to do something like a search warrant or, or anything like that. Yeah. Or in the case of Al Capone, they couldn't get him on all of his other crap, so they just got him on tax evasion. Yeah, because yeah. he wasn't paying his illegal income. He, he, yeah. Actually, it's fascinating. fascinating. You, you do have to pay taxes on illegal income yeah. as well. And you can report taxes to the IRS and not say where the money came from. Um, but that's fascinating because Al Capone, I didn't realize, I was just thinking about now, at that time the federal income tax was actually fairly new. The constitutional right. amendment had like been added like 20 years or something, 20 something years before. So if the federal government prior to that didn't have that kind of power because the IRS didn't exist because there was no income tax collected. Mm-hmm. But um, hmm. but yeah, the government has crept into one enough ways where if you're, if you're going to... I don't recommend if we're not going to. I don't recommend becoming a criminal, but I really don't recommend not paying your taxes. Just, <laughs> just go ahead and pay your. Regardless, regardless. What's worse than a criminal? A tax evade? No, that because like there's a, a new whole new crime. I'm sure that, I think that does sound like a quote that I've heard. Yeah. Because it's easier to prove tax evasion than anything else. The burden is very easy. Yeah. Like you have this much money, and IRS receive this little money. Yeah. And you have to weigh the two numbers, Makes sense. Mm-hmm. and it's very easy to fix. Whereas the drug stuff, everything else, the evidentiary barriers are a lot higher because 
evidence comes and goes or reliance on testimony of potentially right. unsavory people because they're right. in the drug. <laughs> the, yeah, it, it, are, you, it's, you, it's a much higher burden. Yeah, it's right. a much harder case to prove. You There's a lot more moving parts. Yeah. I'm going to ask you one last question. I really think I don't want to get into hot water with you guys. So really think about this before you answer this question and make sure that it's not going to get you into trouble. Uh, if you guys had no, let's morals, watch this anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> it's like, no. um, if you guys had no morals, uh, a burning vengeance and a year left to live, uh, how would you uniquely leverage your own skills to amass as much money as possible? Oh, I would <laughs> really I think. Would, hold on, don't skills. get this far. Oh, I don't okay. have evil skills. But I would probably to make as much money as possible. I would start a cult. <laughs> yeah, I would start yeah. a religion using your. I would not start a cult. I'll, fi- I'll start a five hundred one c three foundation for purposes that happen to celebrate me as their <laughs> godlike leader. Cults can be tax tax exempt. You have oh, to use. I'm, yeah. I'm structuring your cult as a found as a not as a. Well, entity. actually, you know what? I I would not do that. You would not characterize as a cult because a cult is not a tax term that gets your deductions to be made tax deductible. I won't be able to make lots of tax Steven, I, gifts to my foundation for a better Steven, life. Through. I I only <laughs> have a year left to live. I'm not going to pay any more taxes. My donors, <laughs> my donors don't want to pay taxes because it increases the amount of people who can give to me. See, but you're relying on people that are are with it enough that they're worried about the tax consequences of That's what true. they're donating. I am looking for people that are going to be like, yeah, I'll sell all my stuff and I live with donors, you out in the desert. The is my donors who are concerned so taxes, I would, I would start a cult. I, I want my cult members mm-hmm. to have jobs and money that they're concerned about their taxes. I don't want, bro- I don't want a I cult want, of broke people. I want <laughs> broke people. Well, no, do, the, the gonna, issue isn't are they broke when they join your cult. The issue is, I want them to be, uh, yeah, yeah. The, sorry, yeah. yes. The issue is not are they broke while they're in your cult. The issue is are they broke when they join your cult? Because yeah. if somebody has money, I don't, I don't care how much money they have, as long as they put it all into the bank account that I control, right, and that I use to buy all the like None fun scotch you that could, I want to try out, <laughs> that I want to use to buy the new Xbox One X so I can play some 4K video games. You can Hell structure yeah. it like Creflo Dollar. He had to get his doors wide I don't need plane. to structure anything. I'm dying in a year. <laughs> I, will, I, don't I know. might not even be around long enough for Cyberpunk 2077 oh, to come man, out. Oh, man. That was that so was, depressing. Did you see that announcement? They delayed it they again. They delayed it again. It's been delayed for like, I mean, it was supposed to come out last year, right? Yeah, it was supposed to come out like last oh, year. I've not, I've and then just, it was supposed to come out this month, yeah. and then it got pushed to November, and now it got pushed to December. But I don't know. I'm trying to set, take care of my family. I want my, I want, because when I die, my spirit will jump into the body of somebody else. Oh, don't get me there. wrong. Like, I'm going to get a life insurance policy, no, but, but I'm going to fund that, really that with my hot cult money. <laughs> like, um, like, with, like when, um, like, I mean, there's more than one cult that, like, when the leader died, like, their, their wife inherited their spirit. And now Hilarious. she's their god. Oh, that's see, but, like, but the you, thing you, is, are, do you not care about your wife? Do you not want your wife to have this cult <laughs> to too? inherit that's your like cult? A, that's like a oh. financial engine for her. Let me make one thing abundantly clear: <laughs> my wife will want nothing to do with the cult. This will, <laughs> be, this will very much be a look. On, I, I, you know, this is something Shows, I got to do for me. <laughs> and and I'm gonna split some time. So like part of my time, I mean, it'll, <laughs> if I can, I'm gonna make it a Zoom cult. <laughs> So, so that I can do it all. Right. So, if I can, I'm gonna make it a. I'm gonna make it a Zoom cult. I'm gonna go ahead and invest in some better cameras. Uh, I'll probably upgrade to fiber internet and maybe like a mesh Wi-Fi. 
and I'm gonna try to do all my cult stuff from the house. Like, I don't want to make like one okay. of those weird cults where it gets all sexual. Like I'm not oh, going for that. As hell. I just want people to give me oh, I was wrong. money. I changed my mind about what I wanted and use that and do well, that. One of my favorite podcasts, uh, George Jesse Go, they had a thing where they had uh, a financial dom- one of those financial dominatrix mostly, oh and then get off on giving her their money. Cash? Wow. So wow. I want a structure where people get excited to give me their money. Yeah, that'd be cult. great. Like it makes like, I, <laughs> yeah, cult is great. Yeah, I like cult. They'll run their errands. They'll do stuff. And honestly, yeah, I, I, I'll totally want a venture where people are really. I mean, a cult feels like a bigger whole ideology like, and lots. It feels like a lot of back. That would be so easy. I like, just piggyback on something. Sure, yeah. Pick I'll, a steal thing. A, I'll steal some religion that went away. Like I'm just gonna bring back like um, Zoroastrianism. Ah, that's still pretty big. It. There's a I, lot of Zoroastrians in like Iran. Yeah, there's a lot. Not, not not as many as there used to be. Well, to pick some random obscure religion, I'd like, probably do like a mm-hmm. like an old like like pagan like Norse thing. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, you bring back like yeah, just yeah, like a new spin. Like that's stories. kind of being co-opted by white supremacists these days, but like I don't know if I'm out in a year and I'm just looking to take advantage of some people and get all their money, like fine. But I, I'm, I'm I don't know what I would do. Give me the money. Good day. I would like to know who is responsible for burial, burial, burial. Wow, wow. I gotta restart this. Burial. That's not how you say that. Burial. How burial? do you say burial? Burial. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were wow. talking about what's burial. Is that like a festival? You want to know who's putting someone in the ground. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Say that one more time just so I don't miss You want to know. Like you burial. 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 Thank you. You want to know who's going to pay yeah. to put someone in the ground. We're going to start this question over. A Here we go. Burial okay. is, sounds like a great burial. festival for beer. I thought burial sounds a, like beer cereal. <laughs> I did not know where this was going. Here we go. I, I was legit. Good day. Yeah. What's burial? I want to see day. how this plays out. Good day. I would like to know who who is responsible for burial 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 <laughs> of a wife a wife. Here we go. Why don't we say this? Use the word interment. Interment. You I'm going to say, say that. I'm going to say bury, 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 bury the money, bury the treasure, burial. And also, I like think it starts with good day. Here we go. You know, if, if you really want to make sure you say a word right, the yeah. important thing is to like really bury. focus in really on focus how on you say one. it, yeah. yeah, and like focus on how your mouth moves. It won't make it weird. <laughs> burial. <laughs> Good day. I would like to know who is responsible for burial of if wife kills husband in police custody. It's kind of a dark question, but I thought it was interesting. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The wife killed the husband in police custody? Uh... Yes. Hold on. I'll read the. How does that change? I'll this? read the full okay. thing. Can we start it over? Um, Let's can we start it over one more time. I would like to know who is responsible for burial if wife kills husband. Um and is in police custody. Ah. I'm sorry. Oh, so the wife killed the husband. Now she's got. The police really dropped the, the ball. <laughs> Asking <laughs> question for my girlfriend and half sister of the deceased. Um, his father doesn't live in the U.S. and has no way to come here, nor money to bury the dead. So let's just frame this up. So, uh, uh, wow, I really don't even. I mean, I, it's just a mess. But let me. I tell what, what happens when you get when you don't have money. So the wife kills the husband. The wife is with the police. Um, there is, I think it's like two daughters. Member. Yeah. Yeah. There's two daughters of the, in this situation. Um, and then like, there's like a stepfather somewhere who's mm-hmm. not in the picture. So who has to pay to bury the so, dad, which is a very dark question. Okay. And I hope this, this situation gets well, resolved. So and everybody has most happy. good estate plans are going to include the provision that yeah. any funeral expenses should be paid by the estate. So under Georgia law, most state, I mean, Georgia law, the estate of final 
final expenses like burial, headstones, like that, are the first things that get paid for from the estate, right. theoretically. If there, but if there's not enough assets to even pay for that, the family could just individually dip into their pocket to pay for it. And if that fails, the state will do it. And the, the county will okay. bury someone. So or, it is, or, I'm not sure what this process is in Georgia. I know a lot of states have like pauper's fields, but like Georgia may do mm-hmm. cremation or whatever. So there's is. no uh, – I'm sorry. There, if there's no estate, so it goes from it, 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 it dips into the estate, then it dips into the pockets of the people, then it goes to the state. Yeah, like, pays for it. it. It's generally the order. Yeah, I mean, it's, or the, the state county. Basically, yeah. basically, if if somebody in your family is deceased and the person who would be the one to be in charge of it is not, then you know, I, I don't know. I mean, really, you just talk to the talk to a funeral home. And yeah, talk to your funeral home. Or yeah, a lot I mean, times even if it's not even a funeral, it might still be in the morgue. Depressingly, right. I mean, at that point, the, after a certain amount of time, they will turn. They will have the body buried or cremated. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the government will take that expense. But hmm. a lot of times in this scenario, the body probably isn't even made it to a funeral home because no one sent it there. Well, actually, at this point, the body is well. But this nothing, might be. Someone well, might have had the body sent to the funeral home. Well, nothing's going to happen with that body for a while. Because they're going to have to. Oh yeah, it might be investigated. They're going to have to take it to the crime lab. Yeah. Um, and in Georgia, there there is a pretty good backup on. That oh yeah, kind of that stuff. is correct. So, so it's they're going to have to do an autopsy, yeah. and they're going to have to do all that stuff first, um, and then eventually it'll be it'll be released back. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, for, eventually you should. You should so frankly, lead, they have enough lead time to make a plan. The person that they should be talking to, um, as a family member of, of someone who's been murdered, would be through the DA's office in Georgia. In particular, they have a victim assistance. They have victim assistance people, and they can point you to like where, where you need to go. Yeah, and, and there's like a chain of – honestly, you, yeah. if you're in doubt, you would contact the hospital who would de- or where the morgue was, and then they'd put you in touch with who they gave the body to, which would be the crime lab or the, the appropriate agency. Yeah. But um, and, but, you, um, but I don't see – you have enough time to think of a plan on it. There are so many yeah. – and honestly, there's real doubt or if the body's what, – what a lot of times people will do if they're like – have no family members or other stuff is they might have their body donated to like a medical study program most of those also do cremation and, and distributions mm-hmm. like that i mean there's things if you're thinking ahead of time and you don't want to have your estate spend the money there are ways that you could all people just donate their bodies or something like that mm-hmm. well cool yeah. um, or we can have a small insurance policy if you, if you think our family is a deadbeat or uh, not irresponsible you can have like a yeah funeral like a ten thousand dollar insurance real. policy yeah a lot of uh funeral homes will We'll do that. Yeah, I think it's a ripoff. It is a ripoff. You, you, could, you could probably yeah. you could uh, do it through an insurance company and just get a standard. That's that's what you also insurance say. Insurance policy. Yeah, yeah, like it's kind of like one of those like anytime you say something is for a wedding, it automatically costs more. More money. A bit of a markup. Oh yeah, I would, the, 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 it's like the, the it's like the warranty that you're not supposed to get at Best Buy. But most <laughs> of those like, like yeah. most yeah. commercials you know, like on like game like Jeopardy or something that was like this pre this funeral this life insurance plan rather. And then, and then and a white and a woman sitting around the table talking about having to bury their husbands. Uh, those insurance that you don't have to qualify for. There's a reason because they're pretty much they're set financial rich. products. Yeah. Um. Not, well, if you have bad health and as a rip, they're they're not great. You're better it's, off just yeah. It's not it's not the, the first time, option I would go with if I had other options. Yeah. If you have but the for time, some people, that is the only option. If you if you're gonna live for like another five ten years, you're better off just putting like a hundred dollars every month into a savings account and mm-hmm. having the ten thousand dollars just there already. One of one of my favorite YouTubers, he does this bit where like if he's like friends with an old person, he'll go to like a funeral home and he'll be like, okay, great, we're gonna pick out your casket today, and like and then we're gonna pick. Got the already, plot, and yeah. I think it's really 
people, like, some people, I've had clients who are very specific, oh, yeah. and they're like my age. And people really? are like, I have, I already have this thing. We're gonna go. We're gonna, if you're home here, we're gonna be buried here. We're gonna have that. And like, that's a lot more playing than oh, me. Oh, when I just, for uh, a living. when my when my grandpa died, my mom and her sisters took my grandma to the funeral home to pick out like the casket and everything. And they had to keep being like, Hey, hey, we're not here for your casket. Stop looking at the pink ones. <laughs> And like bring her back around to picking out one for grandpa because she was just like, oh look at that one. I love that. And and they actually like wrote it down so that's she ended up Surprise! with that casket. Yeah, you got your casket. Merry Christmas. Here's your <laughs> yeah. Here's yeah, they, oh, yeah. yeah. They gave it to her four years early and she oh, slept yeah, in it. Like yeah. a vampire. How dark? How dark? Honestly, if I was looking at my eye in a casket, like, look, we got you. It's it's like it would be very funny if, if in the right. Family content would be hilarious. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. Guys, thanks so much for watching. If you enjoyed this, let us know in the comments. Um, post a comment, like this video, and if you could share this, that would be fantastic. Guys, we recently created a PDF about estate planning, and James is going to tell you about it. Yeah, so it is a primer for people that are thinking about estate planning or are thinking that maybe they should be thinking about estate planning. And we try to just go through uh, some of the big mistakes that we see people make and what you can do to try to avoid those same mistakes. So go ahead and check it out. Hopefully yeah. you learn something. It's called the three biggest mistakes to avoid when planning an estate um, or something along those lines. The link, title. Is, <laughs> the link is in the description. Go ahead, check it out, um, and it will help you uh, figure your stuff out. If you would like an estate planner, if you have an estate planning question, give us a call 404-939-7562 or send us an email, info at scriberlaw.com. Thanks so much for watching. Have a great day.